Hey, welcome to a new episode of Last Call Baseball, number 131. I'm Dorian. This is like a tropical storm going on in the Atlantic. I think it's now in New York State. That made me think. That reminded me. Did you hear that the Tampa Bay Rays are getting a new stadium? The Rays right now, they're going going to play in the playoffs. They're two and a half games behind the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East Division. It looks like the Rays are going to go have to go into the wild card as opposed to being the divisional winner. We'll see. The Rays have the best run differential in the American League, the second best run differential in all of Major League Baseball behind the Atlanta Braves. And last week they said, by the way, guys, we are going to build a new ballpark to get rid of the horrible, ugly, crash spaceship, which is exactly what it looks like, Tropicana Field. The new stadium is going to only hold 30,000 seats. It's going to be ready for the 2028 season. What about climate change? And drum roll, please. It's going to still be in St. Pete. We're going to get to that in a moment. This whole development, because again, these baseball owners have realized we're no longer really sports owners. This is just basically a real estate play. Because this is going to be part of a $6.5 billion development project in St. Pete, Florida. Part of the things that they're going to build with all this money is affordable housing, retail space for businesses, your usual bars and restaurant, and a Black History Museum. The Braves have done this in Atlanta. That's not Atlanta anymore, in Cobb County. The Washington Nationals in the Navy Yard neighborhood of Washington, D.C., the Miami Marlins try to do this, but the Marlins don't have enough fans to actually make it viable for the businesses right outside of Lone Depot Park to actually thrive. Who are you trying to bring here? It's not even a it's not even about selling the game out. Now it's just about like, hey, people come down around the baseball stadium, spend your money, booze up, get some good food, shop till you drop. Maybe here's a hotel, because you know they're probably going to have to build a hotel in St. Pete as well. They have plenty of hotels there, but just more. It's just you want to own the hotels. You just don't want to drive business away from you. But the, the this 30,000-seat stadium in, in St. Pete is going to cost about $1.3 billion. Half of it, the Rays say they're going to pay, and the other half is, of course, taxpayers like you and me. You might be asking yourself, I understand that these baseball owners want to dig into your pocket real deep and have you spend food, restaurants, bars, real estate, real estate, I'm sorry, retail stores. What in the world are we doing with this Black History Museum? Actually, as the current St. Pete mayor, Ken Welsh, and he's also the first black mayor in the history of St. Pete, he's, he sees it as a way for the city to make amends for the, the, I don't want to say the destruction, but basically in the neighborhood of St. Pete called the historic gas plant, a lot of, most of the black residents were actually pushed out in the late 80s, early 90s to make way for the new horrific, ugly Tropicana field. A lot of the black residents in the historic gas plant had to leave for the construction of the baseball stadium and the highway there. And actually Mayor Welch's grandfather ran a wood yard in the historic gas plant. And he actually grew up there. So 
Cheers to Mayor Welch, Welsh, excuse me, and his family. And for the fact, I just had a drink, by the way, but I'll tell you what I drank later, later in the episode. That they are taking into consideration the historical part of gas plan, which is obviously the strong black community in, in that St. Pete neighborhood. So what's this new stadium going to look like for, for St. Pete? For St. Pete, for the St. Pete Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. You know this, I know this, most people know this. There were rumors over the past two years that the Rays were going to move to Montreal. They were going to play half their games in Montreal, the other half in Tampa. They might move to Nashville. They might move to Portland. They might move to Mars. And people still won't go see them. But this new stadium, it's a dome, thank God. So they'll be playing inside because if you haven't been... If you don't ever live in Florida or if you never visit in Florida, like in August, <laughs> it is like living on the surface surface of Mars or the surface of, of the sun. What I do like about it is the plans say that this is not the, the, the stadium is not going to have a retractable roof. It's just going to have windows and walls that are that can be open. So I guess to let let that tropical breeze in, which actually I'm a big fan of. I, I like that the flow of the universe coming in, the wind. The stadium actually looks pretty nice in the architecture drawings, renderings. But then let's be honest, what's the problem? What's the problem? That's great. The Rays get out of that horrible, ugly Tropicana field. They get a nice-looking stadium. They're going to build things for you to go there, even on the off days when the Rays are on the road or even in the off-season of, the, of, of, of baseball. It doesn't address the fact that the majority of the people in, in Tampa Bay live in proper Tampa. If you've never tried to get from downtown Tampa, where most of the jobs are, to get down to St. Pete, you are not getting in your car saying, man, I'm going to race, try to race down the highway over the overpass to get to St. Pete for a 705 first pitch on a Thursday. It's not happening. This new stadium is going to be the smallest stadium in all of Major League Baseball. It doesn't address where people live. Why would you say the problem was that people don't go here because it is out of the way? St. Pete, by the way, is a beautiful small town in the Tampa Bay area right across the water from the city of Tampa. Not enough people live there to support a Major League Baseball team in St. Pete. In the Tampa Bay area, there are more than enough people to, to support a big major league baseball team. You're going to have a beautiful new stadium with even less seating in the Tropicana Field. What does that mean? More money from you and me, my friend. Those prices of for those seats are going to be jacked up. And so not only are you going to have the you're going to have the right to go watch some pretty good baseball. Let's be honest. The Rays are a freaking awesome baseball organization when it comes to actually putting a product on the field. But instead of watching it with how many people do the Rays average for a game? I think it's like 20,000 20, per game, maybe less. I think it's less than 20,000. Now you're going to be paying even more to park there. Pay more to sit there. Pay more. Instead of paying $27 for a beer, you're going to be paying $37 for a beer. And what I love about this is and I mean this completely sarcastically, the Rays principal owner, Stu Sternberg, said that with all the increased, all, with all the projected increase in revenue stream, obviously from the small, from the, the, the retail, the hotels are probably going to build, the businesses, the bars, the restaurants. He said that they, that the Rays 
that the race should be able to have a higher payroll. If you went to business school, you know that this is known as the business practice of trust me, bro. If we do this, I promise you, just trust me, trust me, just do this for me and I'll do that for you. <laughs> this business practice of trust me, bro, we should be able to do that. That's, that's not going to happen because Stu Sternberg is going to see all those extra tens of millions of dollars every year and he's going to be like, okay, I'm going to put $10 in my pocket and I'll put 50 cents back into the team. $10 in my pocket. 50 cents in the team, $10 in my pocket, 50 cents, actually 50, that seems a little too much. Let's do a $10.25 in my pocket, 25 cents for the team. Sternberg is not going to be spending any more money, any more money. I don't do the trust me, bro, business policy of these billionaires. If you really believe Sternberg is going to trust me, bro, we should be able to spend more money on the team. You might as well line up, raise your hand and ask Elon Musk to put some computer chip in your brain that killed all those poor monkeys, okay? Don't believe Sternberg. Don't believe any of these damn billionaire fools. Congratulations to the Rays for getting a beautiful new stadium in the wrong neighborhood. What do they say when you're doing real estate shopping? When you're, when you're, when you're shopping for a home, even though most of us aren't because the interest rates are freaking insane, you, can, you can't change the location. You can change the home. You can't change the location. The Rays are building a brand new, a new build home. Beautiful. All the specs that you want. The beautiful windows. All the bathrooms you want. 3,500 square foot square, uh, uh, 3,500 square foot home. The pool, the barbecue pit, anything you want. It's still in the wrong neighborhood. Do the Rays and the owner Sternberg really believe that this new stadium and the new real estate development around it is going to drive more people to go see a Rays game. I genuinely don't know. I can't read into people's hearts. But moving on to something else in, in another baseball fantasy land. At the end of August, my favorite baseball podcast, and no, I'm not talking about this one, my favorite baseball podcast, Baseball America, specifically their 90th percentile show, came out with a podcast facetiously asking, would the 2023 College World Series baseball champions, LSU Tigers, if they played the worst team in baseball, in Major League Baseball, Oakland Athletics, would the college champions, LSU, be able to beat Oakland if they played 100 times? How many times could LSU genuinely actually beat the professional Oakland Athletics? The worst professional team, but still, they're all professionals. This podcast went on for 50 minutes. I enjoyed it. For the fifth millionth time, I've said it dozens and dozens of times on my own podcast. Baseball America is the best baseball podcast out there, people. If you're not listening to it, go on right now. Hit pause, look them up, and subscribe. Of course, this specific podcast was to have fun and also to have some serious conversation. My issue with this specific podcast that came out basically a month ago was that the incredibly talented and knowledgeable people over at Baseball America actually took about an hour of their time to have a semi-serious conversation about the possibility of a college team that had, I think, like 12 players drafted from that team. If they could beat a major league professional team, no matter how bad it is, over 100 games. And I think they ended up saying that maybe the Tigers could win just under 20, make 10 to 15 games if they played 100 times. We would not be having a conversation like that, even semi-seriously, if the athletics weren't run by a horrific owner like John Fisher. That is 
how bad things are that a very serious, very prestigious podcast can have fun, as we all should. We need to be silly. We need to have fun. After all, this is what we like to do. We like to watch baseball and then talk about it. But when's the last time you actually heard a conversation like this? Like, would Mississippi State beat the Atlanta Braves in 2021? Would the University of Miami of 1982 beat the St. Louis Cardinals who won the World Series in 1982? No, absolutely not. People are like, get out of here. Versus, but now the, the Oilers, I don't even know what I'm saying, the Oilers, Houston Oilers, the Oakland Athletics are so bad that we can have a semi-serious conversation. And that is actually a stain on, on baseball, on Major League Baseball. We've had these conversations sometimes in football when you're like, oh, Will, would Nick Saban's college football champion Alabama Crimson Tide beat the Cleveland Browns? This happened, what, like four or five years ago? Or even I remember back when in 2002 when the Miami Hurricanes were coming off of their national championship game, at national championship, and they had, probably, I don't know, they had so many first-round players on that team. People were saying, would the college champions Miami Hurricanes beat the Cincinnati Bengals, who at that time were the worst, by far, the worst team in the NFL? The answer is probably no. You're talking about grown professional players playing against the best college football team, but not every single one of those college players is going to be a professional. Everyone on the professional team is a professional. And I'm not going to go, there's no point in just rehashing about the how terrible the athletics have been this year and not just... Uh, the past two years deliberately because they've always they haven't signed their players they traded everybody away they traded away Matt Olson Chapman anybody who named Matt is gone from Oakland I don't know maybe John Fisher doesn't like people who named Matt maybe he was bullied by by some guy named Matt I like to think that I have a business mind where would you hit John Fisher where it hurts the athletics had that reverse boycott few months ago when they ended up having I think like 27,000 people come out like on a Tuesday which is fantastic to prove that Oakland loves baseball that Oakland loves its athletics what Oakland doesn't like is that cheap bum John Fisher where do you hit him where it hurts obviously not going to the Oakland Coliseum to spend money on beers and hot dogs but also I would say don't buy from the gap John Fisher's family started, his parents started The Gap. All of John Fisher's wealth comes from The Gap. Now, partially, it comes from the Oakland Athletics. Don't buy. Now we're getting into the holiday season. Don't buy anything for yourself or for your friends or family from The Gap. Don't buy from Banana Republic. Don't buy or order from Old Navy. And for and lastly, don't buy from Athleta. Athleta is also owned from the Gap, owned by the Gap. All those companies are subsidiaries of the Gap, a publicly traded company. Don't buy stock in the Gap. Will one person make a difference? Nah, not necessarily. When it when it when the Gap is worth their market capitalization is worth billions and billions of dollars, but at least it'll make you feel good to be like John Fisher. I'm not giving you one cent, not from beers and not from Banana Republic socks, and not from Athleta yoga pants, nothing, man. The fact that your team is talked about for an hour about potentially losing to the best college baseball team in a long time is shameful. Some of these people, I just, it boggles my mind how some people just have zero shame, and they have zero 
pride in what they do and what they represent. Can you imagine yourself being John Fisher and having your name attached to a garbage product like the Oakland Athletics? And no offense to the, to the men that are playing in that uniform, but let's be honest, you can get better guys to be playing with your team, for your team. No pride in attaching your name to a good product. If John Fisher feels, feels that way about the Oakland Athletics, how do you feel about the, whoever the heck is making the socks for the Gap or the pullovers for Banana Republic? Get out of here, John Fisher, with all your made-in-China garbage, made-in-Vietnam stuff, and your crappy Oakland Athletics. And speaking of people that stitch stuff together, you have a coworker. They're retiring. This is just all of my thoughts over the past week that I've been having that I'm sharing with you. Someone's retiring. We're going to have a retirement party for them. What do they usually do? Here's some silly pictures. Here's a silly story from your supervisor. And here's a cake. All right, everyone. Here's some pizza. All right, get back to work. What do you do? What gift do you give to someone who's, who has a history of battling alcohol? The Detroit Tigers, Miguel Cabrera. In my humble opinion, the greatest hitter of his generation. He's retiring. They're doing the usual retirement tour for a for sure, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm probably biased here, but I think my favorite retirement tour was when the NBA legend and now Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade had had his retirement tour like six years ago or something. So Miguel Cabrera shows up in Oakland, home of the Athletics and the man with absolutely zero shame, John Fisher. But let's go back in time because this just happened last week. The Detroit Tigers went to Oakland to play their three-game series. We go back in time, 13 years. Miguel Cabrera spent three months in a treatment program for alcoholism. In 2012, when the Detroit Tigers won the American League Central Division, the Detroit Tigers specifically had a non-alcoholic champagne available in their locker room. So, you know, again, it's it's celebration season this year. It's this this year, this, this time of the year when everyone's clinching playoff spots and division titles, etc. Instead of having alcohol... They, had a, they were so considerate. The Tigers were so considerate that they had non-alcoholic champagne to spray on each other because they know Miguel Cabrera had an alcohol issue. And to be fair, before I get to the athletics, the Miami Marlins, Miguel Cabrera's former team, who he won a World Series with, they gave Cabrera, when he came to Miami, he gave, they gave him a bottle of rum and a box of cigars. I love rum as much as the next guy. But the guy's battling alcoholism. Or he, he's, he battled. He battled. And the Houston Astros, when the Tigers went to Houston, they gave him a bottle of wine from the, the manager, Dusty Baker's personal vineyard with a cowboy hat. It's very Texas. Back to Oakland. The Oakland Athletics gave Miguel Cabrera a bottle of wine. To be specific, a 2020 Cabernet Sauvignon from Camus Vineyards. That you, my friend, and me can order online from any of these places or even just go into the to some winery sort and buy it for about eighty or ninety dollars. That was it. For you and me, eighty and eighty or ninety dollar bottle of wine is that's one of those special things, right? But we're not talking about you and me. We're talking about a team that's probably valued at a billion dollars, probably under because John Fisher's a bozo. And he's run, that, he's run that franchise into the ground. The rot starts at the top. Why would John Fisher and whoever he hired at the front office say, oh, yeah, everyone's doing this retirement thing for some dude 
we don't have a budget for it. What do we get for him? It, it, we're going to look even worse if we don't give him anything. Um, intern Steve, can you run to the liquor store on the way over? Here you have a hundred dollar budget and just buy him whatever. Bring it over in time before the game, uh, after batting practice. Uh, all right, let's go. That was it. Intern Steve, I'm sure, was like, okay, I got to go buy this awesome thing for this legendary player, Miguel Cabrera. This is going to be so much fun. It's not just the athletics. Again, the Marlins messed up. The Astros messed up. Giving liquor to a man who had who had battled alcoholism. And I'm sure that he's probably not drinking alcohol, even though I am right now. But he's his own man. Another zero shame for John Fisher and the Oakland Athletics. You get, they, there's no thought behind a bottle of wine. That's like, you go meet, you go, you're getting invited to like a nice dinner and you're like, oh, do I bring these people? Like, I'll bring them flowers or I'll bring them a bottle of wine. Like, I don't know these people. Like, here. Everyone else has like some kind of creative thought process. The Major League Baseball schedule comes out now almost a year in advance. You seriously couldn't have circled there and said, oh yeah, by the way, Miguel Cabrera said that this is his last year. Let's try to do something nice for him, something creative, maybe a little silly, maybe a little fun. God forbid the Oakland Athletics think about anything. Again, if that's the way you treat the Oakland fans, the stadium, and your team, who gives a crud about some legendary player coming on his retirement tour? That's really messed up, Amon. John Fisher, owner of the Gap Banana Republic Athleta. Who else did I say? And Old Navy. Thank God I don't, I, I normally don't even buy from any of those stores. And I sure as heck am not going to because I know John Fisher gets money from that, him and his brother. And I don't know. I'm sure his brother is a wonderful guy. Probably not. I don't know. But his brother doesn't own the athletics. John Fisher does. And so we're going from one Oakland disaster to another Oakland disaster. And lastly, you might have heard about Tropical Storm Ophelia. It hit North Carolina at 70 miles an hour. Then it went down to 35 miles an hour, almost as fast as Usain Bolt. Because of the weather, because of the tropical storm, because of the rain and the winds, two Major League Baseball games were, post- were postponed on Saturday. The Atlanta Braves were in Washington to play the Nationals, and the Arizona Diamondbacks were in New York to play the Yankees. Ophelia went from a tropical storm to tropical depression. It's like, why is it called tropical depression? I mean, I guess even the weather has bad days. This is obviously not the Weather Channel. This is not NOAA. But I want to share with you, why in the world do we have baseball st- open-air baseball stadiums? Can we please stop building open-air baseball stadiums? I like that the Rays are building another indoor stadium. I don't like where they're building it, but I like that they're building an indoor stadium. Why do people have to suffer in Boston, in New York, in Philadelphia, in Washington, D.C., in Seattle, in Chicago, in April and May, and even have some games postponed? Why? What's the point? I don't, I don't, I don't care if you have a historical stadium. I don't care if you have a brand new stadium like Seattle. Look at what Toronto did. Toronto has a retractable roof. Why not just take on Toronto's lead? The Blue Jays aren't missing games. And, and it, Toronto, they, they play in freaking Canada. It snows 100 feet every single day up there. I don't even know how humans live up there. 
I remember when the Kansas City Royals were good and they went to back-to-back World Series in 2014, 2015, watching all those games. It looked awful. It looked depressing. Talking about Tropical Storm depression, how about Tropical Storm Dorian depression? Everyone was cold. It was windy. Basta. Enough. Why would you be freezing your booty off and paying the privilege of like $500 to be doing it? If, If you have a covered baseball stadium, no more rain delays. No more postponed games. No more heat strokes. None of that stuff. Let's start treating baseball like basketball. Basketball has to be played in a climate-controlled environment. Baseball needs to be played in a climate-controlled environment. Sure, have walls and windows that open to let the breeze in. But once it starts raining, once it gets below 50 degrees, 60 degrees, seal that sucker up. Let's play baseball. I don't want to go up there looking like the Michelin man so I don't freeze my booty off in April or May or in October. Baseball is not football. Football, you can play in any weather with the exception of lightning. That's it. Baseball is not football. Baseball is not football. Enough. Covered domes. I'm tired of postpones. I'm tired of doubleheaders. I'm tired of all this nonsense. A lot of times I ask my guests, the, the whole fantasy question of if you were a major league baseball commissioner, what would you do with your powers for what would be a couple of things you would do? Here's one thing I would do. I would make it mandatory that everybody, I don't care if you play in Wrigley field. I don't care if you play in Dodger stadium. Every field has to have covered every ballpark has to be enclosed by the year, by the season 2030. That way, We never have to worry about tropical depressions, tropical happiness, snow, Santa Claus, nothing. And it gives and it gives the owners enough time to budget, design and build the enclosement around their stadium. Done. Do you really like to be sitting? I mean, maybe if you live like in maybe if you're a fan of like the Buffalo Bills or something, but people aren't barbecuing before Toronto Blue Jays, Blue Jays games. You are doing it before Seattle Mariners games. Get to the stadium, eat your sausage, your popcorn, your drink, have fun. You don't need to lose. You don't need to suffer from frostbite. And here's one last jab at those dummies over in Oakland. I bet you if I was Major League Baseball commissioner and I said everyone, hey, bozos, 2030, no more of this nonsense. Enclose your field or we're taking the they're taking the, the team away from you, the Oakland Athletics would probably just buy a large tarp, staple them all together from Ikea and say, look, our stadium is enclosed. Well, that, by that, well but to be fair, by that time, they're probably going to be Las Vegas. But can you imagine being in Las Vegas in July, sitting under, sitting under the sun when it's 137 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> Man, you got another. You are a damn fool if you think I'm going to be there. At 137 degrees on a July, even if the Braves were playing there. But foolish or not, I want to thank you for for hearing me out this week because I've been drinking off and on here my delicious Minota Prosecco from Valdobbiadene, Italy, which is actually just north of Venice, Venezia. With respect to Miguel Cabrera, as we know, I would never gift him an alcohol bottle. But as I said, it's bottle popping time or bottle and beer chugging time in Major League Baseball. The Baltimore Orioles, Tampa Bay Rays, Minnesota Twins, Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Brewers, the LA Dodgers, they all have been showered into the deliciousness of either bubbly or beer. 
and the Phil- the Philadelphia Phillies have their bubblier beer on ice. Knowing the Phillies, they're probably going to be dumping beer all over each other because that's just the good, down-to-earth, soil-of-the-earth type of people that, that the Philadelphia... Philadelphians? I don't know, whatever. The people from Philadelphia are. <laughs> I'm going to have one more drink. As I'm celebrating episode 131. And thank you for listening to my rants here this week. We'll be back the next few weeks with uh, special guests again. Thanks for listening to Last Call Baseball. Be great and get home safe. Thank you.